I had years worth of day one photos uh, every few months apart of a new failed diet. Lose 20 pounds, fail, go back to where I was. And actually, I wouldn't go back to where I was. What I would do was I would go even further into the darkness after each attempt. And I would get worse than I was before. And this pattern would just continue um, until I, I got where I was. And Welcome to the Superhuman Fathers Transformation Podcast. If you're listening to this, you're about to witness some of the most incredible transformations that have ever happened on the planet. And just by listening to this, you will be inspired to have your own transformation. If you're listening to this for the first time or you're one of the brothers in the brotherhood, go leave a review on the podcast and let the brother or member know how amazing they did and how incredible their transformation was. I'm Kyle Carnahan, founder of Superhuman Fathers, and not only am I going to change your life, I'm going to get you ripped as fuck. What I shared with Corey was a lot of what got me out of my hole. And it was just heart to heart. This was, a, this was over a year ago, right? I was still figuring my, I still have figuring my shit out, but I, I try to play philosopher, right? That's I just kind of go deeper, but there's a couple of phrases and moments and depth in the the superhuman father's philosophy that culminated in the moment that I spoke with Corey. And then he took that wisdom and applied it with action and, and, and taught us how to do it with his results. I can't explain it at the depth that I feel it, but we, Corey and I, when we had this conversation, it was just one-on-one, -on -one, we're growing at Superhuman Fathers, and we just have this connection, and we just, I just, we just know, I just know, I'm like, this guy's it, you know, we're, we're, we figured it out together. And so I'm in this position where he is being like, wow, you, you gave me all this knowledge, and it was such a moment for me, but then in the future right now, I'm sitting there and I, I'm looking at him as even more than a peer. I'm looking at him like a leader, someone I can lean on. Right? Like, how insane is that? How beautiful is that? And that's what we do for each other. Like, he's risen to such an extent where I go, I better get my shit together. But I do it because it's, it's love. I know I can lean on. I know I can trust him with anything. I know. And I know that I could come to him broken as he came to superhuman fathers. And he would just turn around and give me the same advice. Because he's earned that wisdom through his coming in day in and day out. And when there were slip ups and when he felt the resistance. It did not stop. It just was another moment of experience. And he pivoted and he responded and he shared and then he responded and he pivoted and then he shared and then he slipped and he got back up and he shared. Then he questioned. And then he, once he got to that point, it was more than sharing. He started leading. He started teaching. He started loving with his wife and his kids. There were many. He came to the event 
had a moment there. Well, I can let him share about that if he wants, but it doesn't matter. What I'm trying to express is there's moments in his history that are painful. That we have too, traumas that we're trying to avoid and we seek comfort in it. Relationships with his wife and his kids. It it doesn't matter what it is, but to be authentic, Corey, was difficult. Just like it is for all of us to be, it was It was difficult to be authentic because it hurt. We had to acknowledge all the pain that we caused others and all the pain that we've caused ourselves. But the route is is through that pain. Is to become the man that doesn't avoid it, but the man who can sit in it. That has not all the time, not right out the gates, but what has Corey done? He's progressively overloading. And he hasn't even stopped. Like, he's just finding himself. And I was like, yeah, hell yeah. I guarantee you, tell you, like, we're just getting started. And so now he can look at his wife and he can sit in the discomfort of being the authentic self in front of her, which actually empowers her. Because he can be all there. He can be present. He can love her. And that's what discomfort is. The ability to be uncomfortable is the ability to be to, to love because you can you can put yourself aside and show up. And so I've watched this happen. His wife, I love this, you guys. His wife has done tons of Murphs. Last year, he didn't do a Murph. He just sat there. Uh, who knows what he did? He'll probably share. But this year, he did the, the Murph with his wife. And it's just epic, dude. And he beat her, of course. Let's go. <laughs> but... I just want to express my gratitude and love and and appreciation for this moment. I want to sit in it for a second because it's earned. And Corey's values don't care about this achievement. What they care is that he showed up today and he's going to show up tomorrow. And so I'm going to ask some questions. We're going to get into this. But uh, if it was just me, I would want to do this interview. (laughs) So... Just listen up, because this is special. All right. Corey. Wow. That's uh, that's quite a lead-in. Um, I First of all, I want to thank each and every one of you for, for coming out to support me tonight. There's, uh, there's 67 guys here. Um, it's it's truly humbling um you know all of you played played a part in me getting here and this is a win for all of us not just not just for me um but a a win for all of us um i i mean i speak on so many zooms so i feel like i've always just blubbered my my story i feel like everybody already knows it already um let's start just, like nobody knows shit just start like nobody knows a thing man all right just give it so, to us i just want to let you guys know there's a lot of pollen in the air in my house right now so my allergies are probably gonna act up my eyes might start watering <laughs> um you know so if if your eyes start watering then you know it, it's just allergies we'll all take some allegra or something like that and We'll get through it. So um, I'll, I'll just tell it as, as though nobody knows my, my story. 
Um, so I'm, I'm 48 years old. I have four kids. Uh, I just became a grandfather on May 1st. I started as a Viking. I started last year, April 27th, 2022. I was 248.5 pounds. Now, I'm only 5'9", so I'm not supposed to be that big. That much weight on my frame was, it, it was a lot. Um, it wasn't just a lot of physical weight on my frame. There was a lot of weight on my soul. And I was in an extremely dark place. I was depressed. Um, I sat on my couch and sedated myself with booze, inaction. I just played video games just to shut my brain off uh, and just sat and drank to shut my brain off. So I wouldn't think about where I was and how I couldn't get out. Um, I knew I wasn't being who I needed to be for my family. And at work, um, you know, I had the title of leader. I was the academy coordinator for a fire academy. I had, um, great. My wife just got home right when the tears are about to start. So this is going to be awesome. Um, I, I was a captain in our, our department and Hey babe. Um, and the kids just saw me just sitting on the couch. My son saw me just playing video games. My kids saw me drinking every night. My daughter got me a charm and a pint glass. Both my daughters got me pint glasses for Christmas and a whiskey bottle charm. And because they, they know, my kids know I'm famous for being a lover of Jack Daniels. That's how they, that's how they identified me or they, that's what they knew me as. Dad loves Jack. That's not something I want my kids to look up to. It's not the example I wanted to set. At work, um, I felt like a fraud. Here I would, I had all these rookies. Um, I had paramedic interns. I had recruits that I was supposed to be a mentor for. And I felt like an absolute fraud and a hypocrite because I would sit there and tell them, keep your foot on the gas, stay engaged, you know, be the best firefighter you can be. And what did my examples say? Those were just words. I, I, I was just a fucking hypocrite because what did, what did my outward appearance show? I could say all the fucking fancy words that I read in a book that I wanted, but my body was a walking billboard that said, I lack discipline. I lack accountability. 
I can't control my impulses. I can't control what I put in my mouth. Why would you follow me? I wouldn't follow me. But yet here I am trying to get other people to follow me. If I was bullshit. I was a fraud. And I hated myself. And I said shit to myself on a daily basis that I wouldn't say to my worst enemy. Uh, I couldn't pass by a mirror without just utter disgust. I have almost a decade worth of photos of my family without me in them because I couldn't stand the way I looked or the way I felt. My, my physical appearance was just a outward reflection of how I actually felt inside and the there's a a quote benjamin franklin said that most men die at the age of 25 we just don't get around to burying them until they're 75 and that's how that's how i felt i felt like my best years were already gone my best years were in my rearview mirror and I had nothing left in my windshield. And that's a pretty shitty place to be. That's, that's hopeless. You know, I felt like life was never going to get any better and I was stuck. And I had everything in the world to live for. And I was stuck. And I didn't see a way out. And I, I even, I, I feel so ashamed for this now, um, but I, I just can't even identify with this person anymore, you know? Um, but my wife and I, we've, we're coming up on eight years of marriage here. Blissful, right, babe? <laughs> um. And she's always been in shape. She's always taken care of herself. She's always been mindful of what she ate. And she's always tried to pull me out of my rut and tried to help me. And I became so resistant that uh, I just stiffed armed her at every opportunity to the point where she couldn't bring it up anymore because I would just get too volatile because I knew where I needed to be, but I had given up any hope that I was capable of, of getting there. She actually had taught me how to count macros before, but, um, you know, I wasn't, I, I tried it and failed multiple times. Um, and one of the things that I'm most embarrassed about is I actually said to her, on multiple occasions, I'm sorry that you never got the best version of me. Um, Cause I was pretty much telling her that I was done. I wasn't going to get any better, you know, sorry. You're just, you're stuck with this piece of shit, you know? And I had, I had given up trying. I had years worth of day one photos uh, every few months apart of a new failed diet, 
lose 20 pounds, fail, go back to where I was. And actually, I wouldn't go back to where I was. What I would do was I would go even further into the darkness after each attempt. And I would get worse than I was before. And this pattern would just continue um, until I, I got where I was. And where I, was that? Where was that, Corey? Oh, when you said just, where you got to where you was. <laughs> well, I, I got to a point of hopelessness and I had accepted my fate. And I was approaching 50 years old. And I'm like, shit, if this is what 50 looks like, what is 70 going to look like? Am I even going to be able to move? Am I even going to be able to make it to 70? And the going back to my, my crew members at work, like, who, who wants that to be their captain? Who wants to step off their fire engine with that fat piece of shit and go, yeah, that's our boss. He can do the job. I feel confident that if something goes down, he's going to be able to handle. He can still do it. They didn't believe that. Nobody did. You know, I, I wasn't leading my crew, my kids, my family the way that I should have been. And I knew it. And like I said, I just felt like a fraud and I felt stuck. So- so in that moment, in that moment, you come to Superhuman Fathers. We know you sign up. You see Ross, see a couple guys maybe, and you pull the trigger. How did you, how did you change this, though? You know, how did you, how did you go from such a dark place to what you're doing now? And I know it's well, a general big question. I know it's a big journey, <laughs> but, like, there's a pivot. There's something. What what made you start to go back up? What 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 was the pivot? I know I know exactly what that moment was. Um, luckily for me, uh, Superhuman Fathers wasn't nearly as big as it is now. It was growing as well. It was just getting off the ground. I didn't know anything about it, so I was blissfully ignorant. I think. I know for a fact that had I known what I was doing now, like what was expected, I would have been fucking out. I never would have said that. That's beautiful. I I would have, I've been like, that's fucking crazy. You guys are nuts. Waking up at three o'clock in the goddamn morning. Are you fucking kidding me? Getting in my pool at five 30 in the morning during the winter. Um, cold plunges, reading, journaling, gratitude messages to my wife. She would have told you you were fucking nuts too. Um, so it, if I would have, oh, and the, the cuts that Flores put me in, <laughs> if I would have known all that was on the table, there's no way I would have signed up. Zooms, that I'd be pouring my heart out to a bunch of strangers and, and bawling my, my eyes out. I, I wouldn't have signed up. <clears throat> so Kyle worked for our department. He was just about to take his year leave of absence. I'd met him once or twice, didn't really know him. 
didn't know anything about the program. Um, Ross wouldn't tell me how he lost the weight. I just knew that Ross was disappearing before my very eyes. Um, and it was Brian Roberts that came in uh, to work at our station one day. And he was still keeping it low key. I, I said, hey, we're making brunch. You want to eat with us? He's, oh, I'm kind of doing my own thing. And then I saw him weighing and measuring his food. And I'm like, all right, dude, what are you doing? Let's and fucking he- go. <laughs> So he's the one that told me that that's how Ross had lost all the weight. And he was doing it too. And at that point, I think he said, yeah, I'm down 17 pounds. I feel good in this and that. I said, all right, give me Kyle's info. So I called Kyle, still not knowing what I was in for. And you guys all know Kyle. He's fucking intense, right? And I get on the phone with them and it's, it's like, if Hulk Hogan and Dog the Bounty Hunter had a kid, that's Kyle Carnahan. <laughs> Right. You got to take your vitamins, brother. And, and so I'm on the, I'm sitting in a parking lot with him and he's like, we go through all this and he's having me describe my pain and I'm still kind of holding back. And and he says, uh, he's like, are you in? Yeah, sure. He goes, I need to hear you say it, brother. I go, you say what? He goes, I'm fucking in. And I go, I'm fucking in. And, and he goes, and, and that's how I got started. So I started counting my macros that day. Um, Flores wasn't in the program yet. I was going off. We were on some old program and, and Kyle was programmed the workouts. And um, I didn't think I, I knew that there were Zooms. Um, and I knew that there was a social community aspect to superhuman fathers, but I didn't think I needed it. Hey, I just need you to program my macros, bro. And, and give me a workout. And I had already planned in my head. I thought I'll lose 30 pounds tops. And then I'm going to go back to my old ways. i had already planned to fail when I signed up. And then I started hitting I, I was like, oh, I'll check out. I'll see what these Zooms are about. And I hit, I hit the Zooms and, and they're, the first one, I was like, wow, I, I can apply that. There were just nuggets all over the place. It was like getting hit with, like being out in a hailstorm. You know, you couldn't dodge it. And you're like, God, I can, I'm going to collect these all in a bucket and I'm going to take them back and I can apply that. And this made sense and that made sense. And then, I didn't know you were expected to post your macros, post your wake-ups, anything like that. And then I see this 17-year-old kid uh, posting his wake-ups. And I'm like, what the hell is a 17-year-old kid doing waking up at 4 in the morning? And I went from not knowing it was a thing to wondering if I could do it to going, hey, look at me. I'm doing it. And now it's like, ah, 4 o'clock's too easy. I need to start getting up at 3.30. So I, I know I'm... I, you're killing it. Keep I, going. I, I circled the, the the airport a couple of times, there, Ryan. But to answer your question, what was that thing? That that thing was um, my wife and I were sitting out in a jacuzzi, and Kyle had said, "My brother Ryan's going to be contacting you." 
And Ryan sent me a video and my wife and I are out in the jacuzzi drinking. And we watched the video that you, you'd sent me and, you know, Ryan's just as intense, but in a completely different direction. You guys all know that. <laughs> so, and my wife and I look at each other and we're like, what the fuck did I just sign up for? You know, and to my wife's credit, like she didn't even need the, the warrior mom thing. She already knew how to count macros, how to work out. She was already in great shape, but she's like, hey, how much is it? I'll go halves. Here you go. Go give the money to Kyle. She was in just to support me. I think she just wanted it so bad for me, you know? So I finally speak to Ryan on the phone. And I had had in my head that until the scale or the mirror showed me what I wanted it to, that I was always going to be this piece of shit that I hated. I also had myself convinced that it was impossible. I was too far gone to get to that weight or that look that I wanted. I, I lost 82 pounds. I, I never fucking thought that was possible, even close to possible. So I was stuck because I don't get to feel good until I get here, but it's impossible to get here. So there I am, stuck. Ryan said the one thing that broke me free from my prison cell, self-imposed. So Ryan said, you get to be that guy today. The guy that you want to be, you get to be him today because all you have to do is show up count your macros, do your workout, show up the next day and do it again. And you are him. You're him. I don't have to live in that fucking hate anymore. I get to put it aside and be somebody different. And that's when the concept for me was born of the two-day savage. How long does it take to become a savage? It takes two fucking days. That's it. it. takes two fucking days. Because you start doing the thing that that fucking savage does. And then you repeat it and you're him. Plain and simple. Because then you do it again, and you do it again, and you do it a fucking again. And you keep doing it, and your body isn't catching up yet. But something switched, man. Something fucking switched. It was a light switch. And I know that, that Kyle says it's not a switch, it's a volume knob or a dial. Not for me, dude. 
It was a fucking switch. Boom. Lights are on. Lights are on. And I was off to the races. And I was working towards convergence. And I'll talk about that in a second. But Ryan and I had this this thing. I was having breakdowns in the gym where I was just being overwhelmed with emotion. And I would call Ryan at like six o'clock in the morning after I'm leaving the gym where I'm standing. I just get so overwhelmed that I'm bawling in the fucking gym because I have the realization that I don't have to be stuck in that shit anymore. That I'm fucking alive. That I get to be something that I didn't think I'd ever get to be again. But not only that, a better version. And so Ryan and I came up with this thing that we would tell each other. And I said, Ryan, I feel like I'm sitting on a secret, dude. I know that I'm this new man. I know I'm fucking different. But on the outside, I still look the same. It don't, I think I was only like two weeks in or something like that. So I'm still fat. And I'd lost like 10 pounds. But at that weight, it's like throwing a deck chair off the Titanic, right? It, it makes no goddamn difference. Nobody notices. So I I would say, Ryan, I got this secret, dude. I got this secret. I'm already fucking him. I'm already him. And Ryan would say, soon the world's going to know. And this went on for months. I'd lost 25 pounds. And I even asked my youngest daughter, hey, did you notice dad lost 25 pounds? She like, No. Thanks, honey. (laughs) Appreciate it. Um, So I was I was sitting on this secret and I was walking down this road. I was sprinting down this road. And my body was still far behind. And I just I kept going. And I sure as shit didn't do it alone. There were so many people along the way that I just kept showing up to those zooms and, and, and just the nuggets that I would get. And then uh, like Chad Hankel talking about systems and I would refine my systems and I would add things to my systems and I would try this and try that and be inspired by other people in the group. And I went from a place of total darkness to seeing a light somewhere in the distance. And I kept moving towards it and it kept getting brighter and brighter to where I was just completely engulfed. And I started wondering, where is this light coming from? Like, it's so bright, I can't even see. And then one day, one day, I realized it's coming from me. Let's go. I am the fucking light. Let's go. Now, I'm, not, <laughs> I'm not claiming to be Jesus or anything like that. Like, I'm the light in the way and all that bullshit. I'm just, I'm saying that it, I, I got led, pulled, compelled, whatever you want to call it toward a direction
that overtook me. And I became something that I never thought possible. And the more I overcame, the more I became. And and then I go from needing the support of others to becoming the support for others. And that was even more powerful of a drive, knowing that I had guys that were now dependent on me to keep showing up. Because what if Ryan quit showing up? Go. If Ryan quit showing up, it would have given me permission to not show up. What if Ox quit showing up? He'd already lost 100 pounds. He could, have, he could have been fine with that. What if he didn't keep showing up? What if Ross didn't keep showing up? What if Hankel didn't keep showing up? It would have given me permission to not show up. And if I quit showing up, Tommy, would you be here? No, not, no, hell no. And I'm not saying people join because of me. But they but, do. <laughs> but there straight. are plenty of guys. There are plenty of guys that who knows? I mean, Scott Deardorff, man, that guy. I was hesitant to put my stuff on Instagram. Um, because I just didn't think I was worthy. Who would want to see this? You know, it's not me. I'm not doing this, but someone saw it. They could tell from my point A to my point B, I went through some dark shit and fought some demons and he had some demons to fight too. Some big ones. And he saw that and said, that's the community I need to be in. If that's how he did it, I need to be there. So it was to finally answer your question, Ryan, that was, that was what did it was you get to be that guy today. And I, I believed it by day two, that light switch went off and I fucking believed it. I believed it. I knew I was him. I knew it. And it's interesting because I, I had so many failed attempts that, that why would my wife, my family, or anyone that's seen me have all those failures, why would they believe in me, right? So even though I believed it by day two, I actually asked my wife maybe a month ago, um, when did you believe it? When did you know I was... I was that guy and that I was done being the old version of me. She didn't believe it until February of this year. So, and I don't blame her at all, but I was already nine months into this program. I'd already lost like 70 pounds 
And I said, really, what, what was it that, that got you to believe? And she said, well, I knew you were kicking ass and you had done a great job, but we went to Costa Rica for two weeks and I worked out every day. Um, super difficult workouts. I've kept my eating somewhat in check, but we drank, we had fun, we snacked, we partied, you know, and we hung out with our friends and, and I gained nine pounds. And I was two weeks out of my systems and out of my routines. And that's when, and Natalie said, that is typically, that is when you fall off the deep end and you self-sabotage. She said, so I was waiting for us to get back from Costa Rica to see what you would do. And once you got straight back to it, I knew you were different. So it took eight months of me showing up every fucking day for my wife to believe it. I think my kids are finally believing it, but you, you keep doing those things that that guy does and you're him. You're already him. And guess what? The best part is, is, I used to look back to a 33-year-old version of myself that that was the best version of me. That was the thing I was, I, w- I want to be that guy. That guy's a tenth of what this guy in the Zoom is right now. I became better than what I already thought the best version of me. And the best part is, is I'm still not the best version of me yet, but I'm doing what that guy does. Let's go. I'm doing what that guy did to get him there. I don't even know who it is. I don't even know what it looks like. But you're already him. But I'm already him. Does that answer your question, Ryan? Yes. (laughs) And this is so powerful. So, I obviously, all of my philosophical buzzers are going ding, 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 ding. And I just want to like jump in here and, and break shit down. But I think there's such an asset here and you're so aligned. The story's so powerful. I want to open it up for a few questions. Now, while we're waiting, okay, guys, you can, hands can come up, okay? While we're waiting, I want you to discuss a moment. Because you, mo- you talk about Costa Rica, okay, where you gained nine pounds. And I know there's other moments in the process where you felt the resistance. The resistance is coming for you. It's coming. Right? It comes for you. Were you that man? And I just want to get your opinion. There's no right or wrong here. But in your perspective, let's say I did that right now. Let's say I did that right now. What would your advice be to me in my perspective? I know this is a weird question. Am I that man? Am I still that man? If I fail, am I that man? I, I just want to get your perspective on this. Like, Absolutely. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, Why? You still are. Why? 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 God damn it. This is so good. Why? <laughs> because that man still experiences failure. And nobody's exempt or immune. 
to it, but it's how you respond to it. Are you going to respond to it like the old version of you? Or are you going to respond to it like the new man? And um, the, the resistance shows up in clever ways. I was halfway through this, this process. I'd already lost like 40 or 50 pounds. I was already feeling pretty good. And then instead of the resistance being this self-loathing me, the guy that says, I hate you, you're unworthy. The resistance changes his tune. Because Goggin says, your mind always wins the tactical battle against you, right? Because it knows. It knows what to say. It knows what your strengths are, what your weaknesses are. So now the resistance, is instead of saying you're a piece of shit, the resistance says, hey, look at you, bro. You're awesome. Wow, you must be so proud. Look what you've done. You did it. Let's fuck off now. Let's go take a handle of Jack to the face and a couple of pizzas. Well, I, I, was, I was about halfway through this process, like I said, and um, the resistance showed up pretty good. I was in a promotional process for battalion chief. Uh, it was extremely stressful. Um, I didn't have my systems fully dialed yet, but I was, I was, I was cruising. I was doing good. And then, uh, my youngest daughter, um, had some mental health struggles that, um, kind of showed up in a very big and, and disruptive way without getting too much into detail, but um, it threw me for a loop and I was right at the tail end of the promotional process. I was getting to the hardest part. And when the thing happened with my daughter, I almost withdrew from the process. And my first inclination was to go soothe and sedate and go grab that bottle of Jack because I wanted to numb and I didn't want to have to deal with what was going on with my daughter and I didn't want to feel the stress of the battalion chief process and I didn't want to feel the stress of still having to maintain this workout regimen and counting macros and all that. So my brain started telling me immediately, let's go drink. Hey, you've got too much on your plate. This is very serious with your daughter. So, hey, we need to start kind of shedding some weight here and, and not literal weight. I mean, we've got to start shedding some stress. So tell you what, these workouts, bro, you've killed it. You're doing you're doing fine. Let's hold off on the diet and the workouts for now. And my brain was telling me to quit working out, to quit watching what I eat, to drink until I'm numb, but stay in the battalion chief process. My, that was the resistance. 
The resistance didn't say show up for your daughter. Said, keep pursuing your career goals. Keep drinking your face off. Quit working out. Become a piece of shit again is what the resistance was trying to tell me. And as the difference is when you say, does that guy show up differently? Or I, I think that was the, the gist of your, your question. Yeah, that guy showed up differently because as soon as that thought came to mind, I went, fuck you. Fuck you. You show up. You continue counting your macros. You continue working out. And guess what? If you don't become a battalion chief, who gives a fuck? Your daughter doesn't care. Your wife doesn't care. Nobody fucking cares. Except my ego wants to be called battalion chief. Who gives a shit? It means nothing. Because the day I retire, there's going to be another ass in my seat, just like I was never there. But the day I leave my family, that's not the case. So I had to show the fuck up. And I did. And <clears throat> I was unsuccessful in the battalion chief process. The stress got to me. I mean, I wasn't, it's not like I cruised through it. It was a lot of freaking stress. And the resistance showed up when I failed and immediately wanted to start blaming everybody but myself. The process is fucked up. Oh, they didn't like me. This and that. They didn't train us the right way. And then my brain again goes, shut the fuck up, you bitch. What are you doing? You have to show your son what failure looks like. Get some. How, how to handle it gracefully. Because I preach to my son, hey, you got to get back on that horse and you got to ride. You got to pick yourself up. You got to dust yourself off and you got to get back after it. And if I didn't do that, then I was a hypocrite. And everything I'd done up until that point was bullshit. And they wouldn't believe that I was changing and that I was this, this new man. So I had to take it straight to the chin and say, hey, I wasn't prepared. I, I didn't prepare well enough. I had some shortcomings. Now I know where I need to do some work. And I will show up and I, I will do it again. It's nobody's fault but mine. So, yeah, I show up differently now. Fire. I love that the moment, too, was in a moment of major discomfort because you, you built your threshold. And so for the first time, you could show up authentically and how you wanted to, because you could handle the pain. And there's something you, you mentioned this one more thing before questions get fl flown off, flying off. I think it was you, something about sit in it. I mm. think this was you. You remember this saying this uh, about sitting? I need you to share this. Cause this is, what are we talking about here? Being though? Okay. He, what are we becoming? 
He said, I'm becoming something. I became something. And it was a light and it shined bright. Look at the symbolism here. He's recognizing his value, his impact, the way he mentioned Jesus, the way, right? The path. He's learned it. And when you live it, you show others. And so you can't do that unless you can be uncomfortable. You just can't. It's directly proportional with your ability to suffer. And so now he proactively finds those moments where he doesn't avoid the suffering. Like he had this pivotal moment where he's like, I want to go drink again. I want to go self-soothe. I want to stay, what did you say? Sedate, as he said. He pivots and picks to sit in discomfort and grows. Now I want you to share, Corey, what you shared about how you look at that in your life now. I, I can't remember. I think it was with your wife or something, but it's too good. I need to hear it similar one more time before we get into questions. Um, yeah. So the, the thing you're talking about, I described on the zoom was um, I fucked up on mother's day. Um, it, it's just a brief backstory. Um, my wife is, we do not have any children together. So she's the stepmother of my children. Um, we, <laughs> I've, I've taken her on quite a merry-go-round as far as, you know, being a stepmother to my children and, 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 uh, other children that have shown up in our lives and, and all that. So, um, that's a whole other zoom, but so mother's day has always been, um, something that I've fallen short on making her feel special on because the kids are, the kids are adults and teens now. So the the teenagers are still in that selfish state where they don't they don't realize yet what they know not what they do right and how some things can be hurtful or how to show appreciation or anything like that so last year i shit the bed on mother's day pretty pretty good and and i was in i was hell-bent on making this year good perfect you know so I worked my ass off. I, I did all this stuff and I was like, ah, oh, I'm going to make Mother's Day perfect. So I had cards from the kids. I, had, I got her something she really wanted. I, we had brunch and everyone was here. I made sure everyone called her and made her feel special. And I was like, yeah, I fucking got this. I crushed it. And at four o'clock in the afternoon, I realized that I didn't call her mom. And wish her a happy Mother's Day. And I thought, oh, fuck. And she didn't say anything. Um, but I realized I made a, a huge mistake. Because not only did I not call her mom, I called everybody else, including my ex-mother-in-law and my ex-wife, and, and wished them happy Mother's Day. So my wife's uh, Canadian, she's an American citizen now, but her family lives in Canada. And um, it, she realizes that they're far away and they're kind of out of sight, out of mind, but yet it's still extremely important to her, right? So I fucked up. It was extremely hurtful to my wife. And everybody was still over, so she didn't say anything, but... We get upstairs at the end of the night and, you know, she, it wasn't an argument. She was, she, she showed me a lot of grace 
you know, but she said, Hey, I just want to let you know that I hurt. And here's why. And immediately I want to think, but, but I fucking crushed. I worked so hard to give you the perfect mother's day. (laughs) You know, I try, I tried so fucking hard. That's what my initial response wanted to be. And I just, I stopped it. And to the point where she even looked at me and she said, what are you doing? And I said, I'm, I'm sitting in the discomfort. (laughs) I literally said it out loud. I said, I'm, I'm sitting in this and I'm just feeling this. I feel like an asshole. I fucked up. I need to do better. It won't happen again. And that's that's what you were talking about. And that's something I got from surfcation. I, I still remember vividly Kyle sitting there and said, what if, what if when you fucked up with your wife, you just said, you're right, I'm an asshole. I need to work on that. What if you just sat in the discomfort? So I felt like an asshole with my wife and I just stopped everything that I was doing. And I, I took his advice literally Word for word. I still feel like it. Beautiful. <laughs> it's so power. It's so powerful because you sir. It's service. Now I know I we had. I said questions a second ago. I'm not asking. Hey, can, can I ask, ask a quick question? How did your hey. wife respond to you doing that? What What was the response of your wife? Hey, babe. Someone asked, "What was my wife's response? Do you want to? Do you want to jump in?" On that? Yeah. (laughs) She said, you don't have to stew in it. Just do better next time. So it it very easily could have been, I could see us or me and my, the way I was before, had I handled it the way that my brain initially told me to handle it. I know that it would have ended in an argument with us uh, sleeping, facing away from each other, or possibly in separate bedrooms. Um, it, it would have escalated because we, I escalated things a lot in my response. Our arguments went to places they didn't need to go because my ego was bruised or I got defensive or I had to you know, say my piece because I wouldn't sit in it and say, you know what? You're right. I fucked up. You know how many times I've slept on the couch because of that? Or she has? It, and it was just like, hey, that hurt my feelings. Cool. You acknowledge it. Right on. Just do better next time. And then we went to bed. Much different. So last exercise, you know, we're running out of time here. And I actually want Kyle to say some words right after this happens. And then we can go into questions or just probably just everyone saying, I love you, Corey, because we love you. But I want you to, I want you to right now, and everybody can do this. Maybe you're feeling like you're still there right now. I want, he's next to you. Okay. Who you were is right next to you right now. He's sitting. Looking down, 
Maybe he's got Jack in his hand, like you said. He's got his hands and his knees. He needs you to tell him something. I need you to tell him something. I don't know what it is. What would you tell him, Corey? He said, look at me. I'm you. Just keep showing up. You get to feel better about yourself tomorrow. You get to start today. I didn't get here without you. We are one. Welcome home. Let's go. All right, Kyle, if you're in here, I, I saw you in here. He's probably just sitting there crying in his hands. <laughs> I had to turn my camera off, bro. Um, <laughs> let me read something to you. I just got this text from one of our guys. I'm on, his, I'm on the Zoom and I'm in. I'm going all in. No alcohol. Learning my macros, getting to the gym every day at 5.30. I'm in and I never want to go back. Look what we did. We started a goddamn wildfire. And this one we're not going to put out. <laughs> Ah, that's it. That's it. Let's go. All right, Dan. I got a hard stop at six fifteen, so we're gonna have to squeeze this shit in. <laughs> I'll be, I'll be quick. <clears throat> Corey, I, I know we haven't connected, but um, when when I joined Superhuman Fathers three months ago. I was still kind of that guy where I'd made a little bit of progress. I lost 30 pounds before I came in here. I was feeling good about myself and I needed something else. And you were one of the first people um, for me that stuck out a, because you're a Viking and B because you had a similar story that I had where I had lost a little bit of weight. I was feeling good. And I watched where your transformation was going and where you showed up every day in the chats, posting wake up times, posting, you know, your hard stuff. And I remember thinking, man, this guy's crazy. <laughs> um, and it wasn't, wasn't long, maybe a week or two after that, that my wake up time started becoming 5 a.m. And then 4.30 a.m. And then 4 a.m. And that's only because, um, I mean, in part to a lot of people, but I think a lot because of you. And I, uh, as I mentioned, you know, I know we haven't connected, but I've been watching you um, and your, your story is very inspiring, um, not just inspiring, but motivating and uh, transforming me. 
So thank you for sharing. Thank you, Dan. I appreciate that. Big Brad, let's go. Uh, Corey, you're, you're the fucking man, bro. And, um, and you are the light that shines so bright, dude. It's fucking awesome. Uh, my question for you is, so I've been, you know, aiming towards the bottom for months. And that, that last stretch is, is by far the hardest. And I remember you sharing a story uh, a few months back where you thought you were getting posted and you didn't. And so what changed between that guy and the guy you are now? Oh man, I ha I know exactly what did it. Um, yeah, I remember being being bummed out, but I knew even as they were saying it, as Kyle and Ryan were saying it, no, dude, we're not going to sell you short. You you've got you've got more to go. Like you, your journey's not done. It's still not done, but they said you you can do more. And the turning point for me was it, I owe this to the small accountability group I call the Wolf Pack. Um, it was Ross invited me. I, I said, oh, I'm kind of stuck. I'm having a hard time breaking through. And he said, hey, I, I have this, this smaller accountability group because SHF is getting so big. We're, we feel like we're getting lost. And these three guys had been posted and I hadn't. And it's Ross, Michael Davis, and um, Nick Mayberry. So they invited me in. And we... I got in there, got in like gangbusters, but we, we all started feeding off each other in, in a bad way where the weekends would come around and we would all shit the bed on our macros or drinking alcohol and we would post it and we would make it okay for each other. Oh, that's okay, brother. You'll get them next time. And then finally, Michael Davis said, hey, y'all need to quit fucking around. This isn't what this group is for. We, we need to stop being okay with each other shit in the bed. And from that moment, I tightened up and I really put the screws on drinking and um, cleaning up my macros. I not, just, not just hitting my macros, but hitting them with clean whole foods. Um, Flores changed up my workouts. He cut my, re my rest periods in half. Um, I started waking up even earlier. I started really dialing in my systems and making them harder because I realized that I wasn't pushing myself that hard in the gym anymore. So then this wolf pack, we're posting, guys are putting up five PRs a day because we were just fucking getting after it and guys are dialing their macros and Mayberry quit drinking and I severely limited my drinking. And then the whole last month I didn't drink for four weeks uh, up until getting posted. So it was, it was that smaller accountability group. And when I joined that group, that's when I started, it gave me the idea to do the same thing with the Vikings. And that's why we started posting that stuff in the Viking chat and other guys had started forming smaller accountability groups. And so it was, it was that thing that, that really got me laser focused and, you know, Ross Ox, Nick and Michael Davis calling us out and saying, Hey fucker, tighten up your shit. And I was able to punch through. Beautiful. And uh, Mighty Networks is coming. 
we're starting to add people in there. So the, yeah. the squadrons or whatever we call them, I don't know yet. <laughs> They're coming. So let's go. All right, let's go. We got two mats. Go with Matt Powell, then Matt, the other Matt here. All right, I'm going to go fast. Corey, I just want to tell you what you just said to your old self is what you said to me when I got here. You don't know you let's said go. it, but you did. One of the first Zooms I was on was when you were on vacation and you introduced the two-day savage. And I've never stopped feeling that, knowing that, believing that since the day you said that. And that's why I'm a fucking juggernaut in the program because you said it just like I was your old self and I believe it and I haven't stopped. And that's why I show up every single day. Fuck yeah, brother. Fuck yeah. Let's go. All right, Matt. All right, Matt. Corey, I want to tell you, man, you're an inspiration, dude. I was so excited to meet you a few months ago and even more exciting to watch you now. Um, particularly one thing you said about how long it took your wife and your kids to really believe. Um, I got to tell you, I'm so glad you said that because I'm like, I was starting to have doubts myself. I was starting to have doubt my own ability to make them believe. And I can see it in some of my kids, but you know, there's a couple of them that are just, I guess, call it holdouts or selfish teens or whatever, or whatever. But, um, they're having a hard time believing that I'm actually trying to change and, you know, not be such an asshole. Um, so anyway, Thank you for that, man. I appreciate you sharing that experience. And, uh, you know, just letting us know sometimes it just takes time. And you can't rush it. So, congrats, man. Thank you, Matt. Appreciate it. Yeah, you just got to keep showing up, man. Just keep showing up. Dude, and your, your, uh, your uh, Arnold double bicep side shot is awesome. <laughs> Fantastic. Go for it, Isaias. Hey, Corey. How you doing, man? You Good. Do? Thank you so much for sharing. You got a fucking gift. It's been like an hour and it just feels like five minutes, man. <laughs> Dude, you I got a gift that. for speaking. Dude, you got to make money out of that. No jokes. You got a gift. It's fucking amazing. I agree. Thank you. Uh, so Thank I, I actually you. have a question. I got a question yeah. for you. And mm -hmm. was there ever a, a moment where you were doing everything just right, but you had doubts about yourself? Because that's what's happening to me sometimes, you know. Uh, I want to get in the monks. I'm not in the monks yet. I've lost like 45 mm -hmm. pounds. But sometimes I just put in, you know, more and more stacking, more non-negotiable stacking, more effort. And sometimes I just mm -hmm. feel like, am I going to be able to handle this shit, you know? Yeah, frequently. Um, and even since I've gotten posted, because now the, the, the goalpost has changed. I, I don't have that goal of getting posted anymore. So now what am I doing it for? Why am I tightening the screws? Well, it's not for me anymore. It's for everybody else in here. 
that that's watching or that needs motivation and, and the inspiration. So I've got to keep doing it because if I don't show up, who, who else isn't going to, if Ryan didn't show up for me and I quit showing up for somebody else that's watching me, then how far down the line does this go? I mean, I, I don't think I'm talking out of school here. I think Powell will be the first to tell the story. That guy pulled a fucking gun out of his mouth because of what Ryan passed down to me and what I passed down to him. And look what Powell is doing for everybody else in here. So I, I still feel like, can I keep this up? I have doubts, especially now I'm injured, dude. Both my elbows are fucked. My back is screwed. I can't lift right now. I'm switching to hot yoga tomorrow. I'm walking around my neighborhood and weight best. I got kicked off my golf course. Like I, I need new systems. So yeah, I, I doubt myself right now, big time. I'm venturing into a world of thinking about, Hey, what does the future of SHF look like for me? Could I be a coach? Could I do this? Could I change what my trajectory in life? I'm fucking dreaming again. I have goals again. You say, hey, I should monetize public speaking. Oh, I fucking thought about it, dude. So I things look different than they look used to look just a year ago. But I still have those same doubts. I still wake up on days going, oh, God, that's dreaming too big. I can't do that. And then I just bitch slap myself and say, shut the fuck up. Quit being a bitch. (laughs) Thank you, man. Love you, bro. Yeah. Let's go. All right, Levi, hit it. What's up, big guy? Um, So, yeah, I just had to say, I fucking love you, man. Like, man, uh, it was an honor to fucking meet you in a suitcase, bro. Like, it's just fucking amazing, man. And seeing you, bro, like, in your, I won't say your full element, because, you know, like, but to me, it seems like your full element. It's fucking, it's dope as fuck, bro. I'm just like, when the fuck am I going to get there? I can't wait till I get there. Oh, uh, you'll be you know? there, dude. You, you inspire me, too, because I, I even told you at Surfcation, man, to to have this opportunity, but to take advantage of this opportunity at 20, what are you, 23 years old? 23 years old? 24? Shit. To, to yeah, already be on that path, dude? Oh, yeah. I can't wait to see what you're going to be when you're my age. You're going to be a fucking monster, dude. Hey, bro, fucking planning on it, right? Like, all you think of my <laughs> homie today, you know, he's like saying, like, it doesn't even feel like that, but he was like, uh, you're a great inspiration and motivation. To me. And he's older than me, you know? And yeah. I'm like, damn, bro, like, I thought it was going to be the younger ones that I could inspire. But I seen him, but he'd be watching me. He'd be watching me, bro, and it's amazing, bro. You show love and show up. And, like, right now, bro, I'm just fucking... I'm scared right now because I'm like trying to get focused. I got a kid and I'm like stressing the fuck down. I'm like, am I going to stress out more? Am I going to be more of a fucking asshole to my family? But like seeing you, man, I'm just like, fuck, man. Like, we go till we die. Oh, yeah. Thanks, Let's Levi. go. Love you, brother. All right, Tommy, finish this out, bro. All right, Corey. Sorry, man. These allergies. Bad. <laughs> um, 
I don't know if you guys know this, but I've known Corey a long time. The better part of my career, we worked together. We're in the same pipe band together. And um, one of the things I saw on Corey was I had no idea he was going through all that. And being a close friend, the way I thought I was, I wish I would have known. But the great part is, is I get to see the other side of it now. And I see how he's inspiring people. And I had a lot of those same emotions when I went to Costa Rica with him. And by this time, he'd already been really successful. But And the part that I can't wait for is that I got to see you change on that side of things. And I'm, I get to see where you're going, but now I get to be a part of it. And I can't wait to see where it goes. It's going to be awesome. I just want to thank you and just give you gratitude. It is going to be awesome, Tommy. I, I, I'm having so much fun watching you, dude. It, it brings me so much fucking joy and gratitude. Like the, the OCFA group that we have and, and watching guys just getting after it and, and, you know, seeing you get up early and, and crush your workouts and the messages, you know, from Karina and, and seeing the impact that it's having on your life is it's, fucking awesome dude it's worth it's worth every every fucking second and the best is yet to come that's the best part it's still coming yeah, yeah. thanks brother yeah well thank you guys any last words Corey? you're loved man <laughs> i just i i'm i'm humbled and and honored how many how many guys showed up and um there, there's so many people to, to thank. I mean, obviously you, Kyle and, and Chris Flores, those are the, those are the obvious ones and, and the Wolfpack group Ox and, and Ross and Nick Mayberry and Michael Davis and Hankel and everybody that's, that's just been there along the way and, and either inspiring me from the front or, or from the back. I mean, I'm going to, I'm going to need everybody it help comes from everywhere and there's going to be moments that I'm, that I'm strong and I can pull somebody along. And there's going to be no moments when I'm weak and I need someone to grab me by the scruff of my neck and pull me along. And, um, I, I'm just so, I'm so thankful for this group. Um, I, I just get to show up for my family in, in such a different way. And I get to be present and truly enjoy being a grandfather. And I got to sit in that room when he was, not when he was born, but shortly after he was born and, and just, I got to pull back and it was, I got to float above the room. And I just got to see it from a perspective that I wouldn't have been able to see it from a year ago. And I'm just filled every day with so much joy and so much gratitude every fucking day. I can't wait for those early wake-ups so I can get up and just experience it. And that's a hell of a lot different than it was a year ago. And I have you guys to thank for it. And uh, my only hope is that I can pay it back to somebody and uh, I want to see where this journey goes. I'm excited about my fucking future now in a way that I haven't been in years. 
I'm on fucking fire. And I thank you guys. I love you. Let Corey remind you of your value. In the front, right here and behind, behind you, you're needed. So show up, be like Corey. Let's go. Peace. I hope you enjoyed this transformation from superhuman fathers. And one thing I want you to know is that anyone can do this. Yes, even you. Go to superhumanfathers.com and apply for the brotherhood right now. Next time on Superhuman Fathers Transformation Podcast. Stop thinking and do. Stop thinking and do what your conscious and what your heart and what your gut is telling you to do. I do that now. I don't get it perfect all the time, but I follow that with 100% intention of listening to that voice and following that gut feeling every single time. And you know, I was raised, I'm very lucky to where um, my dad always instilled in me, hmm, you follow your gut and it'll never steer you wrong. One way or another, you'll learn from it, good or bad, but there's progress in that. And I thought I knew what that meant. Oh yeah, I'm following my gut. No, you're, you're taking, you're straddling the fence. When I stop straddling the fence and actually step over and really listen to my gut, really follow my conscience, that was, it's, that's it. The trajectory totally changed. Yeah,